past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant today. And we are moving into 2021 trends season. I'm sure we're all going to be sick of the 2021 trends articles shortly. And at least it gives us something to look forward to. How can we move forward? How can we do what we have the agency to do to make things better in 2021? And before we go forward, we're going to look back because I realized that we had never gone through the absolutely excellent information that our group of career service providers came up with in the 2019 Career Jam. So that's the 2020 trends, 2020, <laughs> 2020 trends that we were projecting. And, you know, I got to say, I try not to toot my own horn, but this group of folks is pretty darn smart because the topics that we were covering are just smack dab right on target despite the pandemic, despite something that none of us could have seen coming. Um, And so we're going to talk today about trends and practitioner solutions. So this is practical stuff that career service providers and you as a job seeker can use to walk in your career right now, even though it was stuff we talked about almost a year ago. We're going to be talking about the new retirement. So what are career service providers doing to help those people who are ending at the end of their career and trying to figure out what do we do now? And the pandemic has shaken this conversation up. We're still going to talk about these excellent solutions that you can use for your clients or for yourself if you're in that age group and trying to figure out where you want to go with your career now. We're going to talk about diversity and bias and career practitioner solutions and things that employers are doing to address those issues. Of course, a hot topic for us here in 2020, especially in the U.S., and how can we as career service providers help our clients dealing with that and all the bias raging again now that the labor pool is tight or the job pool is tight, I guess. So how are we going to navigate that? Generation Z, so I saw somebody the other day call these the Zoomers, and my husband said, please don't let that stick. I'm right there with him. Generation Z is plenty. Zoomers just kind of, you know, makes me a little nauseous. Um, iGen gives a little too much credit to our friends at Apple, so I'm a big fan of the Generation Z. These are our folks that are 26, 25, and younger, so we might be thinking, oh, it's the people in college. Yes, and it's also the people that have graduated from college a couple of years now and are in the workforce and how can we help them manage their careers, uh, especially right now. Artificial intelligences and and we'll talk about how that's coming into the workplace as well as the job search, remote work. So (laughs) kudos to us for talking about this in the end of 2019. We could see it coming. It has fast-tracked its way through COVID. What are we doing? How can you help yourself work remotely more effectively? Positive psychology and well-being. 
taking care of ourselves with Monday, uh, Sunday, just being um, mental health day, really giving you some strategies to think about how you can work with your clients during those challenges and some great tips for you to apply for yourself as well. Last one is emotional intelligence. These three just work so together for me. This remote work, everybody's remote, which means it's more challenging to take care of our psychology and well-being. There's lots of studies coming out talking about this. And then also emotional intelligence. If we are leading a team or even just working within a team, it's really taking us more emotional intelligence to do that effectively, to navigate challenging conversations, and to be effective as a, a worker to stay competitive in our work and to stay effective. So those are the six, seven areas that we're going to be talking about today. And this is setting the platform for our 2020 event coming up here at the end of November, um, 16th, middle of November, I guess, 16th through the 20th of November, where we're going to talk about the trends for 2021. Let's talk about where we've been. And for me, too, my benefit, recap a little bit so that we can build on these as we move forward. So let's dive right in and talk about the new retirement. And this is a topic that people have been talking about for a while. I remember in, I think it was in grad school, which is 2008 for me, and people were talking about the blue wave. The blue wave was going to come and everybody was going to retire and there was going to be this huge brain drain in especially the technical fields. I got to tell you, my husband is an engineer and he's been waiting for this blue wave for almost 15 years now, (laughs) waiting to have that opportunity to advance his career because everybody's going to retire. It hasn't happened. With COVID, we are seeing this shift a little bit. There are people that have either down played their career, trying to find things they can do remotely long-term because of the the fears and the impact of career on, uh, of COVID on that age group. But by and large, people are just ready for the next step in their career. And cultures across the world, and I always love this document, and this is our white paper. You can go to the, the Career Jam website on the Career Thought Leaders website. It's under read, so Career Thought Leaders and then read. And you can get the white paper for yourself. But Ruth Winden always shares some very fascinating statistics from across Europe. This past year, we also had Jillian Kelly sharing some statistics and trends from Australia. So just fascinating things about different cultures and how they're adapting to this trend. There are countries that are actually incentivizing companies to keep working, keep people working over the age of 50. And this isn't a negative thing for those people, right? They want to be working as well, a lot of the surveys show. And, you know, what age group are we talking about here? Usually, we're talking about 60 plus, those those people that would be retired. And when you start talking about age bias, which we'll get to in a minute, that can go down to 45. So really, in this new retirement section, it's anyone probably 45 and over who may have been thinking about retirement, or perhaps grew up with the idea that they would be retired around 50, 55, 60, and is now seeing that they don't want to, or perhaps that they aren't able to. And I see two distinct groups in that age group, those who don't want to retire, and those who really would like to retire, 
but don't feel like they can financially. And and oftentimes those are two very different career services conversations with folks who bring the different approach, different mindset, different challenges that they're facing. So countries are changing the way they deal with these folks and how can we as career services professionals help older workers, and it's not a great term, but it's it's the term that we have, help older workers navigate this longer career. What we know is that the job search is longer for people in this age group. Age discrimination is alive and well, and oftentimes there are other barriers that add to that age discrimination or reinforce it, and we're helping our clients do what they can to reduce those biases using their own agency, meaning that we're working on our digital brands, we're making sure we understand how to engage with technology, how to look like we're up to speed on technology, and really shift to communicating that value that they bring and not phrasing it in terms of years of experience all the time, but phrasing it in terms of the value that they they bring today. What is that what does that value look like for the company tomorrow? One of the other challenges that people are facing is shifting roles or wanting to decrease level of responsibility. And how do you market that when you are making that transition and people might think you're overqualified or too expensive? Well, we can use the strategies that we know to really specifically target the role, make sure we're not overshooting the runway, right? We're just landing right in the heart of that role that they're targeting with their experience, right-sizing the information that we're sharing, right-sizing the amount of dates that we're sharing, which is going to be different for every professional, right? We're making that connection and really connecting the dots to the position that they're targeting and that's our best defense against the overqualified designation that, that people might hear. Look at what the position's offering and really make sure everything in the marketing documents is aligned with that and not overstated, which may be our thought right now. We might think, oh, I need to stand out. I need to um, be above and beyond so that I can compete for this role. Unfortunately, when we do that, we get to looking overqualified. So we want to show those qualifications that demonstrate value and really not even qualifications, right? But the accomplishments that demonstrate value directly aligned to the target position and not get carried away with showing the things above and beyond that. Stick to the, you know, stick to the focus and and sell the value for that position that they're targeting. People who are navigating alternative work um, our arrangements in this area. So even before COVID, they're starting to do remote work and part-time work and flexible, you know, the gig economy. And it's interesting because we talked about the gig economy in 2018. And it started, the talk about it had really started to die down in 2019. And people were saying, oh, people don't want gig. They, you know, want a full-time role. And now with COVID and all the uncertainty and the glut of talent on the market, we're seeing a lot more talk about the gig economy. This can be a good thing for this audience because they can use all of their wealth of experience to really market themselves as a consultant. Then it's just making sure they navigate that consultant agreement and negotiate 
enough to cover the other costs that they need covered. So healthcare, retirement, all of that needs to be thought about when they're negotiating their contractor agreements to be that consultant that brings a wealth of experience and really get paid what their experience is worth and what the company is saving by not having to pay for healthcare and overhead. So career service providers are really powerful. And we've got so many in our career thought leaders group that focus on this audience and and have amazing strategies for this audience. Uh, We actually have a 60 plus document in our read section, the 60 plus job search that is just a wealth of information, resume examples, tons of from motivation to practical steps to help you if you are in that audience or you working with that audience, go and get that document. It's free on our website for the tools that you can share to help the this audience succeed, help these older workers get back get back to work if that's what they want to do or navigate that that letting go of some of the the roles if that's what they're looking to do and how do you help them find something that may be a better match for their skills, their passion, and the amount of work that they want to be doing um, at, at whatever stage they're in in their career. So we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we will dive into our next area, which is around diversity and what are companies and career service providers doing to help our diverse clients. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum INC. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Redis is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You 
You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking about the bits of wisdom that you can use to help your career services practice or job search right now from a expert conversation at the end of 2019. So we were talking about older workers and some of the resources and just different ways of thinking that might help those individuals as they're navigating job search or trying to shift careers right now to do something that might align better with lifestyle choices. Next, we're going to go into diversity and and bias. And uh, I just had it pointed out to me last week that we had paired these terms together in this day, you know, way back in November of 2019, which feels like six years ago now, and didn't really realize the power of even just pairing those words, that when people are diverse, we often just have bias or we assume perhaps that there's bias because of diversity but most of the biases that people have don't necessarily align with things you would consider diversity so I've talked about this a lot but weight weight is one of the number one things that people are biased against others age as well and and yet there are you know, probably a majority of some people in some settings who are either one or both of those things. And so bias comes into the process, not just because of diversity, but because of our judgments on how work is done and how work is done best. And I I love that some of this is changing. It's never changing fast enough for me. And it can only change if we have these conversations. So what we're seeing, and this has been also been fast-tracked because of uh, the murder of George Floyd and all the other challenges going on, especially here in the U.S., impacting around the globe or our clients in uh, Africa and the U.K. and across, not all of, of Europe, are, not all of our colleagues are seeing these discussions enter their countries, but very very global discussions around the the importance of diversity and especially the value of people of color and their lives and how that plays into the hiring and promotion of individuals within organizations is really our focus at Career Thought Leaders. How can we help people of color, those who have disabilities, those who are neurodiverse, those who are older workers, all of the people that experience discrimination because of one thing or another that is not related to workplace performance, how can we as career service providers help them and and help them move their careers forward? And of course, this differs depending on where we are and the type of organization someone's going into, the reasons that they might, might face bias. So, Companies are recognizing that this is a problem, and even more so now. They're doing trainings around it. They're trying to really get in touch with the implicit or unconscious bias that seeps its way into the hiring process. And again, it could be for any reason, 
it really comes down to kind of an us versus them. We like to hire people that look like us. We form trust with them easier. We, you know, there's just some kind of genetic programmed things. It doesn't make any of us bad that that's how we feel. And we have to uncover it and be aware of it so that we can make decisions consciously instead of being influenced by that implicit bias. And companies are doing that work. On the career services side, we can get a little bit frustrated because it feels like we're doing a lot to help the client avoid that bias, deal with the bias, not trigger the bias. What are what are hiring managers doing? And they are doing their work as well. Um, and yet we can still do our work to help our clients even that much more. Some of the biases that we're going to start seeing becoming more challenging are, of course, unemployment bias. Unemployment bias, the research shows, starts to trickle in when people are nine to 12 months out. So as we roll into February, March of next year, that's going to become a challenge for folks who've been unemployed um, because of COVID and, and were laid off early in the COVID challenges. And of course, age, when there's technology things that people can kind of say, oh, you know, since we're moving to more technology, we need someone who's up on technology, which there's this, an assumption there that if we're not careful about, we're we're not examining it and, and really thinking about what we're saying. It's interesting because virtual interviews, right? Everybody's doing virtual interviews. I had somebody saying that you are biased against if you're shorter, especially if you're a man in executive roles and the virtual interview takes that away. I can no longer see how tall you are. So there are some positives around uh, the virtual job search in the areas of bias. And of course, there are some significant challenges um, for diverse clients in any ways that we might talk about. And one of my colleagues was challenging me to make sure I had the captions underneath my videos because of course if someone is hearing impaired they're, they're not able to follow that video all of those considerations we're just talking about and figuring out how to adapt and that's a great thing now the process of personal branding is something that we talk about a lot on this show and i love it for dealing with bias because it really brings the focus to what do we have to sell about this person what are their best qualifications, accomplishments, connections to that role, to that company, to that hiring manager, and how can we draw those connections while highlighting our clients' benefits? That is not enough to overcome bias. We also want to think about what am I doing to not trigger that bias? So with age, for instance, not going back to the early 90s, maybe even mid-90s on a resume, thinking about the Uh, extras that I include on a resume. If I'm talking about someone's community involvement, is that pointing to the fact that they're a mother and they could experience motherhood bias? Is that pointing to the fact that they're involved in a community of color? And is that going to help them or hurt them? That's a cost and a benefit I'm weighing with every single client, depending on the companies that they're targeting and how they're getting into their targeting to that company. Murray Mann always talks about the importance of connecting with diversity recruiters. Is there an opportunity to build that relationship so we can have that bias be taken down by the the process instead of our client having to assimilate or hide things about themselves? 
and talking with our, we've had some professionals give talks on working with people with autism or on the autism spectrum, just fascinating things for us all to be thinking about and addressing in our work around how we we work with clients and acknowledging and opening the conversation to talk about what bias they feel like they might be feeling or, or seeing and how can we address that in a productive way as much as possible. So let's talk about Gen Z because they're kind of on the opposite side of the spectrum. And of course, we know that young people can feel the weight of age discrimination in a different way, right? They're young, they can have a hard time being seen for the qualifications they have. And we want to help this generation move into the workplace and really capitalize on their strengths. So Gen Z comes to us with overcoming a great deal of challenges. They have also seen their parents struggle, so they tend to be a kind of a strange combination of a little bit more independent and entrepreneurial and really seeking that stability of a long-term employment. And our coaches are trying to navigate just the sheer diversity of this group. So this group is one of the most diverse in all the ways that you can define diversity, except for age, of course. And they, from year to year, my colleagues in this field tell me, differ more than in the past. And we can see why. The change of pace is greater. There's new things happening every year that they're having to respond to. And so each year in the college realm, they're saying these they just have different trends almost within each year than as a generation as a whole, which is interesting. They are wanting a lot out of work and going to be finding even less opportunity. So especially if they went to college, just like the rest of us, right? They were told that if they went to college and got that degree, they would be able to get a role. And they're struggling and they're gonna they're going to continue to struggle. How can we help them capitalize on their strengths? How can we help them use their, I mean, they are great networkers on the whole, some stereotypes here, right? They're great networkers. They're very connected to social media. How can we help them use that as a strength? And yes, they maybe need to get on LinkedIn. There are other ways that they could use the technology they're already using. There are recruiters and employers on Snapchat, on Instagram, on on the things that they might already be involved in, how could they connect to those communities in addition to getting started on LinkedIn, of course, and using that as another opportunity? Oftentimes, although they use this technology personally, they're still nervous and and aware of how they don't know to use it professionally. This is an opportunity for career service providers to really close the gap there, realize and recognize and validate that they have these skills, and we can help you apply it in a way that will build your career. That's our goal. And we're also engaging with this group in a different way, right? More short videos, more texting, social messaging, 
adapting our services to meet the needs of this generation is important where we can connect and and not feel like their parents. That was one of the things our groups talked about, right? Making sure that if we're a career service provider, we aren't parenting them. We're coaching them just like we would any other client and building that connection through our, our services and through understanding their expertise, recognizing their expertise, validating that, and then adding to it to help them get where they want to go in their career. They will be the largest generation in the workplace very, very quickly, right? Because they are a, they're a big generation. And our HR clients are talking about, or HR colleagues are talking about how they're adapting to meet that need. I think COVID is going to help that in some ways because this generation was looking for flexibility and an opportunity to connect in a way that worked for them and so that, that COVID has created more of those opportunities through companies having to pivot their expectations and their opportunities to be more flexible. We're going to take a short break and when we come back we'll dive into artificial intelligence and how that is changing careers and job search. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello and welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we're talking about the pearls of wisdom that came out of our 2019, November 2019 conversation about trends. And so we've talked about the Generation Z and and what they're facing as they come into the workplace, remembering that they're 25, 26 now. So they're, they're in the workplace. And then we've talked about our thoughts around the older workers and how they're 
coming into the retirement age and what they're doing differently than people in the past have done. And we also talked about challenges with diversity and bias. So our next one here is artificial intelligence. And I was listening to that intro about my guest, and I thought, oh, the only guest I have today is a pesky fly. So <laughs> hopefully you won't hear me like hit my computer or something trying to make him go away. Um, artificial intelligence is, of course, a big topic. People have been talking about it for a few years, coming into the workplace. How is this going to impact jobs? And how is it going to impact the career transition and and job search process. Those are two different ways that we've been looking at artificial intelligence uh, as we have these conversations. So in general, kind of a duh statement here, but I'm going to say it anyways. If we don't embrace technology, we will be replaced by it. So embrace it instead of being replaced by it. This goes for people in all different types of career fields. If we're afraid of the technology, we we look outdated, we look stagnant. It just creates an opportunity for employers to say, hey, this person isn't who we need in the future. And when we look at some of the models McKinsey and some of the other groups have put out around digital leadership and leaders need to be showing that they're moving in in a digital forward direction, using technology for the business, able to use technology for themselves. It's, it is what it is, and we got to get on the train. And this is true for career service providers as well. As I read more and more, and every day I feel like there's another thing around how coaching is using AI, and people are using technology to answer some of the basic coaching questions, to help people figure out where they need to get started. It's not as far away as we might think it is or want it to be. So as career service providers, we have to do, we have to walk the walk, right? We have to do what we tell other people to do and figure out what in that technology can make me a better coach And then how do I bring alongside the technology other skills and value that the technology can't offer? I gotta be careful there because if I say, oh, the technology can't do this, but I can, I may be wrong (laughs) and make myself obsolete. So knowing what the technology can do, really embracing it and saying, yes, this is a good use of this technology And here are the things that you can partner with that technology by hiring a a, a real in-live personal coach that can talk to your that can talk to your staff. It's interesting because I went to the ICF International Coach Federation conference in Europe last year, which just seems like a decade ago. And They were talking about how, yes, AI coaching is coming in, but it's only for the lower level of employees. You know, the higher level employees will still get one-on-one personal coaching. And I thought, oh, we're even there. We're making a value judgment that the AI coaching isn't as good, which, you know, is a challenge. And that how do we make sure that we're staying abreast of what it can do, integrating it in a way that's positive, and talking about it in a way that's productive because it's here, companies are using it. And if we are saying that it's a bad thing, 
we're most likely talking ourselves out of the conversation, not talking the technology out of the conversation. Now, technology is going to come into lots of different types of jobs and and uh, the same mindset will be important for you no matter what mind no matter what work you're in how can you embrace the technology stay on top of what's coming in and figure out how you offer differential value by using that technology by embracing it and working alongside of it that's how how we'll move through this transition successfully so we are seeing new technologies especially because of COVID, but they were there before, the virtual interviews, the applicant tracking systems that are using AI. Some of it's very positive, right? An AI applicant tracking system is bringing in content from around the web. It's in, it's making a more full picture for you. It's reading more like a human and not just looking for keywords, but looking for, you know, what have you actually done? What do you actually do? What value have you brought? And that is putting those pieces together in a very positive way. And of course, there are some negatives when we look at virtual interviewing and people don't score as well in virtual interviews as they do in person. Well, as long as a company's doing all virtual, it should be okay, right? Because everybody's the same. We might have challenges when people start to do a little bit of both. And you know, can a computer really assess your personality? Can a p- computer get rid of bias? All of those questions and all of the opportunities that people are working on addressing as they build that technology and improve it each year. So what can we as career service providers do? We can create opportunities and services that coach people to use this technology, to be more comfortable with it, to stay on top of what's coming up, whether it be uh, more technologies, blockchain, how will that change what we're talking about, changes in LinkedIn, which happen every day, and how is AI coming into those types of spaces, and what are we going to do to help our clients manage it? And uh, reading about artificial intelligence is always important important and confusing. So we try to keep you up to date on that in our our newsletters. And of course, we'll continue to talk about that as one of our trends. Then we get into remote work. And of course, remote work is nothing new, especially now. However, the, the struggles that we were talking about at the end of 2019 are still struggles, even though everyone's remote. So people are still challenged with how do you succeed in that remote work? How do you balance your life and work? How do you keep visible so that you can earn that promotion so you can get seen for the great work that you're doing? A lot of challenges that come in with remote work, whether you're a leader or a worker and career service providers have been talking about that for a while, thankfully. So you won't find that this topic is new to them if you're struggling with that and want to connect with a coach that pressure to be constantly available. And it's interesting at the very beginning of the pandemic, people said, oh, you know, maybe now the leaders will also see how challenging this is because they'll be at home. Maybe some of them, hopefully. Well, what I've seen by and large is that the leaders tended to have systems set up to manage their lives uh, while they were working at home. And the workers may not have been that privileged to have someone that's helping out with their kids, uh, whatever it might be. And so there, people are still experiencing that 
division that um, false expectations. I was reading an article just the other day about a manager who had designed a system that would track when his employees were looking at the computer or something. Everybody's trying to figure this out, but it's not necessarily always positive. So finding ways to take care of yourself. If you're a coach, finding tools and resources to help your clients manage their life while they're working remotely. It's one of the biggest challenges that we talked about. And we did in January do a call on positive psychology. Go back and check that out if you're not familiar. It's it's also free. Let me know, you know, shoot me an email if you need the link. Marie, M-A-R-I-E at careerthoughtleaders.com. Happy to share that with you. Mindsets and ways to help our clients manage their mindset are very important right now. And the data shows that affirmations and some of the surface level tools are nice, but we really need tools to dive a little bit deeper and really sit with people to address the challenges that they have, the real life challenges, and then the mindsets that they have control over to address those challenges. And I've been reading and talking about on this show, if you've been listening for a while, the positive intelligence and that positive intelligence tool. um, Shirzad did a group in April or May, launched because of all the challenges people were facing in the pandemic. And that has been transformational for me. So I'd encourage you to pick up the Positive Intelligence book as well and find that resource or tool that you can use with your clients that's practical as well as goes a little bit deeper into helping them examine and challenge, maybe not the best word, the negative energy that we're getting from the outside that that then works up inside. All right. That's our next topic, positive psychology and well-being. It was one of our trends because we were seeing this challenge come up in the workplace. And and now, even that much more that we're virtual, these, these still apply, it's still a challenge. We're seeing more workplace bullying. Um, I wonder if technology has shifted that or how that's changed. It will be a fascinating conversation with those of you that want to join us this November And with people not being able to access some of the health and wellness activities that they were doing, that gyms being closed, at least in the U.S., and people, you know, still being able to go outside, depending on where they lived and the weather, um, helping them find those ways to still take care of their, their health and wellness. And if they are employed to touch base with their HR teams and really understand what their HR team is doing around this. And then we've also been doing some work uh, on this show around psychological safety and ways that leaders, as well as just anyone on a team, can do certain practical things to create psychological safety around, around their team, around the conversation. A uh, little example. So my husband's team, actually, he, they've been doing a office, not office hours, a happy hour, a happy hour every week, and having one of the team members share a story, something about their lives. Simple, you know, my husband kind of groaned about it a little bit, but it's an opportunity for people to just introduce a little bit of vulnerability and conversation outside of the norm 
that can really start to help build that psychological safety. So as a coach, if we're not talking with our our individual clients about this, whether they're employed or unemployed, really finding some practical tools for positive psychology right now is important. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we will talk about our last trend, which is emotional intelligence, and go through a few of the resources that you will find at the end of the white paper. We'll be right back in just a few seconds. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about some practical tips that you can use from the 2019 Career Trends White Paper. And this is on the Career Thought Leaders website, careerthoughtleaders.com, and then you navigate to read and you'll find the white paper for the last few years if you're interested. Uh, I am told that there's great nuggets even from the 2018 paper and then this 2019 paper. So there'll be the 2019 trends and the 2020 trends because we're getting ready to launch for our event in November 16th through the 20th for the 2021 trends and always like to include these little practical bits. So when you download the white paper, you'll actually find each section talks about the new. So what's coming up now? What What's new in this area? The solution. So what are career service providers doing this, doing about this? And this paper is dedicated to our career service providers and as a job seeker or leader, you'll still find the information and the, the tools and tips to be helpful. And then the next 
So what do we see is coming next? And uh, one of my little favorite parts, the opportunities. So what does this mean as a career service provider that you could be on the cutting edge, a, a new introducer of some kind of service to meet this need that we're seeing coming up next? So if you love to be on the, the leading edge or you're really trying to get, you know, your services to be something that isn't out there, these are some areas that you might consider. So in the area of emotional intelligence, this has just kind of blown up because it's related to a lot of the other challenges that we're facing right now. When you look at remote work and mental health and well-being and even diversity, Increasing our emotional intelligence can help us in all of those areas. That's one of the things that I love about emotional intelligence. It is a skill. It's something you can learn. It's not like IQ, you know, where they say it's kind of what you're born with and and you grow in the first couple of years and then it's somewhat stable. Your EQ can be increased by specific and targeted actions. So when we're thinking about our emotional intelligence, it's really our knowledge of a self, ability to read others, and then management of self and management of relationships. Those are the four areas. So you can get better at noticing when you are struggling. That's one of the things the positive intelligence has really helped me with is kind of cluing in on the body indicators, if you will, that I'm acting out of a a negative emotion, and that might not be the best place to come from. Reading or recognizing others, a lot of that's slowing down, listening, really listening, not with our own agenda or thinking about what we're going to say next. Then that management of ourselves. So once we've noticed that we're coming out of anger or, or fear, Can we stop, slow it down, rewind, whatever we need to do? And then that relationship piece, which is slowing down, focusing, listening, and focusing more on the relationship than we do on the task or the goal or whatever it might be that gets in the way of of focusing on that relationship. So, Career professionals are starting to work in this area more and more. We have, you know, more assessments and tools coming out to help us do this with our clients. And if we're thinking about how we help our clients be better leaders, better job seekers, whatever it might be, emotional intelligence is a skill that, you know, lifts all boats. <laughs> so it, it, it will buoy our clients no matter where what they're facing, because it will help them deal with that better internally, communicate better, connect better, and therefore achieve their goals. And that's really what we're trying to help them do, of course. So we're also trying to help our clients understand how emotional intelligence is being evaluated in interviews, because people have said, you know, we're interviewing for this, we're asking interviews about this. And They're looking for skill sets. They're asking those questions. And our clients need to be ready to speak to that. Today, they really need to be able to speak to emotional intelligence. How do they manage their own challenges, their own mental health? They're, you know, finding their balance, their work-life balance. 
and similarly how they handle challenging conversations, diversity issues, all of that is going to be kind of packed into this emotional intelligence bucket for our clients. We're predicting that this will continue to grow, right? As technology comes in and you want to be better and different than the technology, your emotional intelligence is a skill that will always differentiate you. So building that, being able to speak to it, and really infusing that into the value of your work and the conversations you have around that will help differentiate you now and and in the future. And of course, we're going to be talking about this more as career coaches and how do we help people improve their emotional intelligence. And one of our coaches talked about how people will be using technology and gamification and some of those other tools to help people improve their emotional intelligence because, of course, we know it's so important. So some of my favorite articles and resources on these topics, um, workforce and age discrimination, you've got some articles, AARP talks about the, you know, how common age discrimination is at work. I think we can get a little bogged down in this area and thinking about how we want to handle that or deal with it. Our own agency is so important in these conversations. If we make it a problem that's out there that we don't have control over, it it can make it almost worse. So again, we have that 60 plus job seeker download on the Career Thought Leaders website, resume, coaching, you know, transition tips there that you can get um, for free and be empowered to do what you can do as you move forward with your clients or, or in your career. Mackenzie has some absolutely fantastic resources on diversity and why diversity matters, the dollars that diversity makes a difference in companies, whether it's female board members to just leaders that are seen as inclusive. Everybody, no matter what who they are, what they are, wants a, an inclusive leader. And, and so there's some great Mackenzie articles on that. We have also on the Resume Writing Academy website, a session on bias and all the different types of bias that can sneak into hiring important for us to be aware of and make our clients aware of not to get disheartened, but to do what we can do to make sure that we're not playing into those biases and, and bringing them into our resumes, especially in ways that we may not be realizing Generations at work, so this is one of my pet peeves when people misquote the generations and the years. So I'd I'd encourage you to look that up. There's some fascinating articles on that. Um, Really understand those generations at work. There are still four generations in the workplace and and probably will be um, for a while now that we've got boomers, X, millennials and Gen Z all in the in the workplace together important things for people to understand especially if they're leading even as a job seeker to key into that and get the strengths and value of each generation so that you're not walking in with um, bad assumptions or negative 
connotations following you around without your really thinking about it. So those are some of my favorite resources. Again, check out that white paper, careerthoughtleaders.com, and then under, um, under read, you'll find that. If you have any questions or are looking for any other resources, feel free to email me at marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. And we will see you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.